This episode of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast is brought to you by Palms and Parks. They are high-quality t-shirts and tank tops that have cool, fun designs that help show off your love for Disney in a unique and smart way. Visit them at palmsandparks.com and check out what their store has to offer. There's something there for everyone. A warm welcome back to those of you who made it, and a friendly word of warning, something you won't find in any guidebook. The next time you turn on a new podcast on the highway late at night, make sure you know just what kind of show you're hearing. Or you may find yourself a permanent resident of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast. I'm bringing the party to you. Look, I really don't want to hurt you. I wouldn't stress about it. Give it to Ronan so he can destroy the galaxy? What are you, some saint all of a sudden? What has the galaxy ever done for you? Why would you want to save it? Because I'm one of the idiots who lives in it! Peter. You have a metal arm? That is awesome, dude! I wear them front. I wear them back. I, I go, go inside, inside out. out. Then, then I go, I go front, front and, and back. Dad! What is this thing? Look how it thinks it's so cool. It's not cool to get help. Walk by yourself, you little gargoyle. I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss. I'm glad. I don't care. You couldn't have done that earlier. I hate you. This drink, I like it. I know, that's great, right? Another! <laughs> Thank you for joining us for episode 15 of the Nocturnal Disney Podcast on October 13th, 2018. My name is Bryce, and I appreciate you listening. I'm here with Chris. Say hey, man. Hey, what's up? Let's talk Disney. Oh, we will. We will indeed. <laughs> if you want to join in a discussion, you can join us on Facebook. Just search the Nocturnal Disney Podcast and join our little group. You can email me at my new email, bryce at nocturnaldisneypodcast.com. That's Bryce, B-R-I-C-E, at nocturnaldisneypodcast.com. And you can say something very quick to me on Twitter, at Disney Nocturnal. You can also find me on Instagram, at the Nocturnal Disney Podcast, all separated by underscores. And if you enjoy our show, remember to like, share, and comment, and most importantly, subscribe. You can find us and all of the other shows recorded here at DigiFox Studios at foxplaybox.com. Foxplaybox.com has everything from reviews to original audio dramas. So this week, we're going to be talking about the Aladdin poster, the Aladdin trailer that came out, some movie news, we have some Blu-rays that are coming out, we're going to talk about those, some new products over in Disney Springs. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Bryce, let's just hurry up and get to the trailer, man. (laughs) We're also going to finish out the night with me, Micah, and my wife, Jamie, going over what we had to eat at this year's Food and Wine Festival. But for right now, let's just jump into it. All right, so Chris, clearly you want to talk about the Aladdin trailer. Well, of course. But let's talk about the poster first. <laughs> that was kind of rude. <laughs> what did you think of it, man? Poster, it goes along with every one of the posters that Disney's released. You know, like you can put this up to the Beauty and the Beast. You can put this up next to Cinderella. And they all kind of have like, 
a message of like, you know, just the one object in there and it tells a whole story, which is, I guess, oh, sure. is what you want. It makes it iconic. Without it being so crazy, you like an what? Infinity War poster, you know what I'm right. saying? And you know what's interesting? When you see a golden lamp in that style, I defy you to tell me that you do not immediately think of Aladdin. Yeah. Just like if you saw a rose underneath a glass dome, yep. you immediately think of Beauty and the Beast. The glass slipper. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's all iconic. And I, I, just real quick, though, I like the fact that they're like kind of keeping it that simple because if you were someone who collected these posters and stuff like that, like these early, early posters, you can literally put them up, you know, on the wall and it kind of looks like it's all been done by the same person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just kind of has that cool flow to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I also really liked the quote at the bottom of the poster. Did you see that? Yeah. It says, choose wisely. Yeah. And that is an interesting way to put it because I feel like Aladdin in the first one, aside from the thought of becoming a prince, never really put much thought into his wishes. Nope. So the tagline really makes me think that Aladdin is going to look and think about what he's wishing for. Yeah. It's fair to say. He only has three wishes. Exactly. And aside from that, I mean, really, the poster is just the lamp. It says Aladdin at the top and then the tagline. There's not much else to talk about, except that when this poster got released, it got released on Will Smith's Instagram. Right. Right. And as the quote, he said, let me out. Can't wait for y'all to see me blue. (laughs) Here's the thing. Uh Uh-huh. I genuinely, genuinely thought that they would not make him blue. In my opinion, the Mm. genie has to be blue. Yeah. But then again, that's me thinking about Disney's Aladdin, you know? I'm not worried about his color. It's more like, is he going to come out literally looking like Will Smith? I think so. Or is he going to, is it going to be kind of like, you know... Like how Genie looked. Like, you know, it was voiced by Robin Williams. It didn't look like a human, though. Right, you know, it was yeah, like a cartoon character. Yeah. Like, is it going to look more, is it going to go down that more cartoony route and not Will Smith himself? I don't think so. I think it is going to be more of a human design to it. I think so? I think so, because obviously it's a cartoon, the old one, so it lends itself more to the cartoony design. Mm-hmm. So I think if they're trying to pull it in and make this more, you know, quote-unquote realistic they'd have to go with a more human design for the genie. Yeah, I see that. What do you think, though, of Will Smith as the genie? I like it. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you can't, he can't, I think at his best, he cannot do Robin Williams, so we're not not. worrying about whether or not he's going to go that route. If he fails, it's going to be completely because whatever it is he does is going to fail. But I don't think he will because, you know, it's Will Smith, and he he's... In his bad movies, he's usually still Will Smith, and he's charming, and he's good, you know? So I don't think he's going to fail with this movie. I think he's going to do a pretty good job. I do, too, especially with everybody over at Disney. They really put their effort into these live-action remakes. We were talking about it last week. And why would you just drop the ball with Aladdin? I mean, obviously, you're not going to do it on purpose, but I don't think they're going to do it at all. Since you brought up the fact that he's not going to do what Robin Williams did, because mm-hmm. no one can do what Robin Williams did. Nope. What do you think the odds are that when he comes out and if they have him sing a song, which I don't know why you wouldn't have that, what's the percentage you think it's a rap song? Why does it have to be rap, Bryce? 
Because Will Smith is a rapper, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's why. One hundred percent. Um, I mean, like I said, you got to play to the strengths, Absolutely. and you're going to be different. Yeah. And I, if he tries to reenact again what Robin Williams did, I think that's going to come off stupid and kind of corny. Yeah, because I, I don't think he would be able to pull off a friend like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got an actor, and you got a musician. You know, a, mm-hmm. a good singer. So. I think you're going to play to his strengths and you're going to marry that with the wonderful music that Disney always puts out. Sure. So um, when it comes to the songs, I'm not worried about it. I think that that, that might be the highlight is going to be like when he does stuff. Sure. I, I kind of agree with you. I was just curious what you thought. Now that we've talked about the poster, Chris, go ahead and talk to me about the trailer until your little heart's content. Man. <laughs> Dude, it looks awesome. It really does. Dude, it looks beautiful. Like I, I, I can't, it's like they showed the cave of wonders, dude. Yeah, and they did it so well, where yeah. they kept faithful, but yet they kind of added, so, you know, just different elements to it that I loved, and they kept the voice, dude. I know. Thing sounds creepy. It does sound creepy. Metal. I really like that. This trailer was great to me. Yeah. Because it opens essentially the way the cartoon one opens where you're just looking at sand dunes and you fly over one of the sand dunes and you're watching camels being led in a caravan. It was great. Yeah. Couple things. It's a short trailer. It's a teaser trailer. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely a teaser. Not in my wildest dreams would I have ever imagined we'd see the Cave of Wonders at all. Not in this teaser trailer anyway. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. And it gave me a big boost of confidence in the movie. But I mean, like, that was the ultimate tease. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to show anything big with Aladdin. You're not going to show Jasmine. You're definitely not going to show Genie right now. Right. The Cave of Wonders isn't a spoiler. You know, it's not. It's, it's not it's, a spoiler. Yeah. But it was so cool to me as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. And it drew you in. It did. In the trailer, it did. So to see that in the first trailer and to see how good they did with it. Man, it gives me a lot of confidence. The other thing that we saw in this trailer, which I didn't expect at all, was Iago. Yeah. And granted, they don't call him Iago. No. But it is a red macaw in the middle of Africa. Could be (laughs) something else, Bryce. doesn't have to be Iago. It is Iago. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, it's Iago. And the city of uh, Agrabah looks pretty cool, too, because they kind of did overshot. I mean, you didn't get into detail, but, I mean, it looked pretty cool, the design of the city and everything. Yeah, I'd like to see if it has that same aesthetic of, like, the really tall cylindrical buildings with, like, the onion-style <laughs> yeah. tops. The domes, yeah. Yeah, because I thought that was such a cool look in yeah. the original cartoon. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Well, it's just like that Arabic architecture. And if one thing Disney is dang good at is that is getting the architectures of different cultures down. Oh yeah. To like a science. They got that stuff down really well. What'd you think about inside though? The quick little shot that they showed of inside the cave. There's nothing not to like. It's full of gold. It's crazy. And then we see Aladdin actually grabbing the lamp. Yeah. What a great way to Perfect end tease. a teaser trailer yeah. for this. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it didn't show too much. Obviously, it's a teaser trailer. But, man, it just did such a good job. It did its job. It got us excited. It got us talking about it. Exactly. Now that we've seen the teaser trailer for Aladdin, 
are you more or less excited for it? I'm 100% more excited. Yeah? <laughs> I think this is how it's going to be with every Disney animated movie that they announce. They announce it, and I'm like, eh. Like, they the same thing with Lilo and Stitch, and I'm just like, eh, like we talked about last week, and it's just like, I hope they do good. And it's because the movies that they're remaking are so beloved, and then right. when we see the trailers, and if they're done correctly, you know, like, this got me excited for it. You know, I'm going to see it. I will see it. But this got me excited for it. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it got me a lot more excited for it, too, because there were so many rumors going around of like, oh, it's it's an Aladdin movie, but it's actually going to be more about the genie and how he's not the best genie. And there's other genies all around him and this and this kind of reminded me of like Shrek Forever After, how yeah. Shrek is a little ogre. Like how they took the liberties with Maleficent and kind of just like took the character and then just like, hey, let's go our own way. This will be fun. Exactly. And I... <laughs> Oh man, I was nervous. I was sweating. Yeah, I was like, "Well, please don't give me that." It does not seem like they're doing it. It seems like they're just gonna remake the old movie and stick to the same beats and hopefully do their own kind of. I'm sure they're gonna have their own creative liberties to it, but stick to the script as it were. You know? Sure, absolutely. Now that we've talked about a movie that is happening, let's talk about some rumors for a movie that is supposedly coming out. Okay. Okay. A website a couple weeks ago put out a rumor and started a rumor that said Zendaya is supposed to be Ariel in the remake of The Little Mermaid. That got some traction. That got some people talking. And now I feel it's really, really interesting timing okay. because last week we had the movie come out, A Star is Born, and it's got Lady Gaga in it. And I saw rumors of Lady Gaga is going to play Ariel. I was like, Bull crap. You mean Ursula? No. Ariel. Okay. And then today, I saw the same rumors about Lady Gaga's in the front runner to play Ursula. I feel like they're just throwing names in against the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. I don't believe this at all. Not only is it in my... Obviously, it's just a rumor. Nobody has confirmed Well, I think anything. the reason why you're hearing that with Gaga is because of the new movie, A Star is Born. And she's proven herself there, which a lot of people are talking lots of good stuff, said she's a great actor. Obviously, we're not worried about her music, the singing. It was right. whether or not she's a good actress, and the stuff that we're hearing is really good. So exactly. it only makes sense that after something like that comes out, they're going to be, you know, they're going to start throwing her in every movie, you know? Right. But my point was, oh, Lady Gaga is going to play Ariel. Eh, maybe not. Maybe she's going to play Ursula. <laughs> They're all over the place. Yeah. So in my opinion, I don't see either one of these rumors panning out. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. would be really cool to see Lady Gaga play Ursula because personally, I don't like her music, but that woman can sing. Yeah. And she she is a show woman. She puts oh, yeah. it on. Yeah. So I could see her being evil. Oh, 100%. dressing up. She would love dressing up for that. <laughs> so, what do you think, Chris? Do you think that those rumors are true? Like I said, I think the Gaga thing is just more because of the the movie that she just had came out of Star Wars Born. Zendaya. I mean, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, she's kind of like a hot name right now. Wasn't she in uh, the movie Greatest Showman? Yeah, she was in the Greatest Showman. I heard people liked her in that. And she was fine in that. Yeah. Like, she's a really good singer. Okay. She can sing really, really well. She was also in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. She I'm, was yeah, yeah, Mary yeah. Jane. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, from what she did, which was really not that much, I liked. 
she was fine. She didn't do anything. For me to say whether or not it would be a great aerial or I believe it, I don't know. I mean, she could be serviceable. Again, I don't know much about her. I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen The Greatest Showman. So you haven't? Nope, have not seen The Greatest. Dude, it's really good. So I don't, you know, I wouldn't know. Sure, and I can appreciate that. Not only that, but I I feel like she's a little old to play Ariel, unless they're going with something completely different. Because in the movie, she's only sixteen. Zendaya. How old was this? How old was uh? What's her name? Sleeping Beauty. And they had Ellie Fanning, you know, like in the movie, and she was supposed to be younger. Birthday. Was she? It was on her 16th birthday. So, I don't know. And who knows? They might age Zendaya down or they might age Ariel up telling a different type of story. <laughs> I feel like it's just going to be, she's going to be like early 20s. Right. It's yeah. going to be weird if she's young and Prince Eric is a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Disney is throwing talent behind this thing. They have Lin Manuel Miranda doing the music. There's a possibility that Gary Marshall is going to be doing the directing for this. Mm-hmm. He's doing Mary Poppins, the one that's coming out here in December. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how excited I am about that movie. No. That movie looks great. And from the trailers, it looks extremely well directed. Yep. So great. Yep. And then they have a woman named Jane Goldman doing the script. She did Days of Future Past. She did First Class. She did Kick-Ass. And Golden Circle. Golden Circle, not the yeah, best Yeah, I was about to say, movies. not Golden Circle, but all the other ones were great. Fantastic. So they're throwing talent behind this movie. And that's what I really like about Disney, man. I mean, you say what you want about them, but when they go out to make a good movie, they go out to make a good movie. Yeah. I mean, they I can, see, I can see them casting Ariel as someone maybe unknown. You know what I'm saying? And then... That's it's just a smart movie thing to do where you take an unknown or someone that's not like a household name, you put them in there, but then you surround them with quality, sure. you know, which is what we saw in Jungle Book. I mean, look how great that was. That kid was kind of like unknown, but they surrounded him with some great talent. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely they did. I see what you're saying. So moving on, let's talk about some Blu-rays. Okay. And not Blu-rays, really just one. Christopher Robin is coming home. I'm excited for that. November 6th, baby. He's going to be in my house. Oh, yeah. It's going to be on my shelf. We're really happy about it. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing... I mean, I can watch that movie all over again, but I mean, what I'm looking forward to is the the behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, and they have a lot of it. (laughs) What I like is how they named it. It made me smile, man. Just reading through the list, it's like bonus features in which a movie is made for poo. (laughs) Filmmakers and cast share their passion for this story in a behind-the-scenes look at the making of the movie. Cool. It's exactly what you wanted. Yeah. Exactly what you're asking for. I'm I'm interested in this because, I mean, the movie wasn't gangbusters, but I liked it. I mean, we both did. We both were floored by it. Your mom clearly loved it. (laughs) <laughs> and there's a reason behind it you know what I'm saying and it would be cool I just kind of want to see like the special effects because that was really cool I like the interaction between Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh and that CGI it wasn't so jarring you know what I'm saying it looked really good exactly because like man when they said it was going to be a live action CGI hybrid first thing I thought of 
Smurfs. And it looked good, though. It did look good. So I'm like, I want to see how they did that. I have a theory. I genuinely think Christopher Robin, for most of the movie, was just holding an actual teddy bear. No, I think like Bob Iger went and did a sacrifice to some (laughs) unknowing fans, to some (laughs) god, and then, you know, some magic came in there. Just raised the bear. Brought the teddy to life. Yep. That's a little creepy. <laughs> oh, man. I'm I'm super excited about it. And Target gets its own special bonus features because why not? Yeah. It's called In Which We Were Very Young. Meet the actual original teddy bear who, along with his best friends, has inspired so much love worldwide for almost a century. Just real quick, though. I do like the Target releases. Because yeah. they they do a lot of like really special releases, you know, for yeah. their certain movies and stuff like that. And the stuff I got like for Star Wars, it comes in like a thing like this thick. It's really? huge. Yeah. It's massive. And it comes with like extra, extra stuff that, you know, you can't get anywhere else. Sure. So just saying Target, I mean, if I am going to buy this, the Blu-ray, it's definitely going to be at Target. That's fair. And I definitely am buying the Blu-ray. I can't wait. Just because like I love showing my love for Pooh Bear because- I just want more content of his, you know? Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. On behalf of the cast of the Walt Disney World Resort, we'd like to welcome you to the Magic Kingdom. Let's jump into the parks, guys. So, Tom Sawyer Island. I gotta be honest, I never went there until early last year, right? I would say that's the same for me. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying. Like, I would look at him like, ah, it seems like such a chore to get over there. And and it is. It really is. It is a chore to get over there. Like, I would rather ride Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. But now we don't even have the option. Because between October 14th and October 21st, it's going to be closed. Now, are they, is that like renovations? Are they doing stuff to it? They didn't say. They just said, we're going down for two weeks. And this is the thing. I've always said that Sawyer Island could, because, okay, just just saying, I went there, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. No, it's, it's actually, interesting. I yeah, it. it's interesting. It's fun. You know, I like the tunnel, the underground tunnel. That thing gets me, I'm mad claustrophobic, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like the, I like the certain adventure part of it, but I always thought that that, is just something that needs to go. Like they have so many properties and so many cool things that you can do having on an island. I mean, like you can turn that into like a pleasure island, like for like Pinocchio and stuff like that. Like there's so many cool themes you can do with it. Yeah. You know how we were talking about Tangled? We wish Tangled kind of had like a section or something like that or Frozen. Oh my God, make it that Corona? Yeah. That there would be go. so cool. There you go. And that's what I'm saying. It's an it, it's it's an island sitting out there and it, to me it's like, yeah, the Sawyer Island. I mean, it's cool. But to what be would be better you. is if they created something off that and it's- it's very high elevation. It has a lot of, you know, the elevation is really high, right? Right. If you put something like a tower or a castle on that thing, that thing would be massive. Sure. And definitely catch people's eye. Sure. And to be honest with you, I always forget that Disney owns Tom Sawyer. Mm. It I was I just, you just told me that. I have no clue about that. It was just never a property that I got into when I was a kid, you know? Mm. I don't know. I hope that when they open this again- it's obviously not going to be anything different because it's only two weeks. Yeah, I know. So it's it's just wishful thinking on our part. They're putting 
the Rapunzel's tower over there. I do hope that things look a little bit better because when I was walking through the fort, it did look a little run down and not in like, hey, it's supposed to look kind of run down. It just looked old and tired, you know? Yeah. So here's hoping they get it taken care of. Well, you know, I'm sure I'll check it out in a couple of years from now when I when I get the motivation to float across the river. <laughs> and see, that's the thing because the steamboat that goes from where Haunted Mansion is over to Tom Sawyer Island, it's down right now. It's closed. Mm. And so some people are speculating, oh, maybe it's got to do with that. I don't think so. I don't think so. Again, two weeks is just not enough time. That just sounds like touching up, maybe taking some little stuff here and there. Exactly. You know, I and you know, and I guess like from what you said, like I said, I've only been there once. I haven't really been paid attention to it a whole lot. I mean, I love that fort, dude. It's if cool I was fort. a kid, I'd be having a blast. Like there's cannons and guns up in yeah, there. Yeah, it's fun. Like if I was a, I mean, I'm an adult, and I was like, move over, kid. <laughs> like that, that looked pretty fun. But you know, like you said, it, it, if it needs some touch up, you know, I'll check it out. You know. Sure. Absolutely. And speaking of touch up. Disney, in my opinion, is not afraid to try things, especially when it comes to live action shows. You know, something that they can kind of put together, see how it works. If it works well, they'll keep it, they'll renovate it, make it better. And if it doesn't work, eh, screw it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't cost us anything to put on. Let's move it. And that's exactly what happened. Because for a while, they had the pirate school right out in front of Pirates of the Caribbean. And Jack Sparrow and Mr. Gibbs would come out there and do a pirate academy. Very similar to like the Jedi Academy, but not nearly as involved. <laughs> yeah, about, and dude, what you're talking about, like I can't even picture it. It's you said it's outside of Pirates of the Caribbean? Like Yeah, it's literally right across the street. Uh. And there's a little stage area and it was cute. Like Jack would call kids up on stage and be like, You're part of my crew and so on. Like it was cool. But they closed it down. They closed it down on September 29th. What a, a tragic day for Disney. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't say anything. I didn't, like I said, I didn't even know that exists. Right. So, I mean, I can't, I can't really say anything. It sounds like a missed opportunity because the Pirates of the Caribbean has, you know, like Jack Sparrow. I mean, forget the movies, but Jack Sparrow is a crazy character all by himself. Exactly. And Disney recognized that, so they took the Pirate Academy, something that wasn't really working, and turned it into a meet and greet. So now you can meet Jack there, and you can meet him at 11 to 11.40, 12 to 12.40, 2.45 to 3.05, 3.35 to 4.05, 4.25 to 4.45. So what do you think of having a meet and greet right in front of Pirates? Sounds pretty cool. Sounds like you can get some cool pictures. Yeah, you would be able to get some really cool pictures. I mean, that land is themed beautifully. Yeah. But it's also not really going to affect me, which makes me really happy because whenever I go to Magic Kingdom, I always go there at night. I am never there Unless before you're six o'clock. Yeah. So I go in there, catch a bunch of rides, catch the fireworks, get some more rides, and then I'm out. The one thing that I could see ending up being a problem is crowd control during the day. <laughs> because you have people lining up for Jack and you also have people trying to funnel in and get 
into pirates. And it's a kind of a small area, like if I'm thinking correctly, right? It's not like it's huge. It's not the biggest. It's not the biggest. And then right next to that, you also have the Tortuga Inn, which is where you can go and get like tacos and stuff. Which, taco by salad. the way, they need to update it and do something different with that. They I feel really like that's do. a missed opportunity. Like you can do some really cool stuff there. It's right across the street from, and it's called Tortuga's Cabin. Like I would like to see them do something similar to what they did with Gaston. Because I mean, like I, I think that your pirate themed, you can have some different stuff other, you know, like tacos and stuff is fine, but you have Pecos Bills next to it, which is like a taco place. You know, you can right. get your Mexican fix there. You could do something totally different, do something really cool, I feel like, at that place. No, you're dude, you're 100% right. Not only that, but that restaurant infuriates me because it closes at 4 o'clock. Really? I'm, oh, yeah. I never get to eat there. <laughs> so yeah. you have that. You have the meet and greet. You have pirates. You just have people funneling through there to get over to Jungle Cruise or over to Splash Mountain. It's going to be a real congested area. So the one thing to take away from this is, unless you're crazy, <laughs> don't go there there in a day. Maybe skip Jack for a while. Yep. This next thing that I want to talk about, there's not a whole lot to talk about, but Stitch's Great Escape is gone. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, that place needed that th- ride needed to go, dude. And it did. It's already dismantled. They got in there and got rid of it. Well, good. It's funny. A picture's been going around of a dismantled Stitch animatronic, <laughs> and it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you never thought that you'd be like so satisfied in seeing Stitch in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it needed to happen. You know, make way for something better. Exactly. Exactly. That thing is never coming back, which then it leads to a huge opportunity because that area is really big. Yeah. Especially that arena that you go into when you meet Stitch during the attraction. It's huge. It is a really big spot. You can put something really interesting in there. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. You can, sky's the limit with what you can put in there. Right. But the question is since it's Tomorrowland, Trying to keep that theme. Well, what do you put in there? <laughs> well, I, w- it- I was just about to say Star Wars, and I was just about to say Toy Story, but they're all going to have their own lands. Right. So, But then what do you put in that spot that is not going to be outdated in the next six months? You know what I'm saying? And when you're doing stuff like that, you are preparing the new attraction. It takes probably a couple years you can probably do something similar to like you can play around with Guardians of the Galaxy, but I mean again, they're having their own thing. They're an Epcot. Maybe do something with Stitch. Just keep it uh, with Lilo and Stitch. I mean, you got the live in it, the live movie that's going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. Just come up with a Stitch ride. Do you think Stitch has enough goodwill still past Stitch's Great Escape to be like, all right, I'll try another Lilo and Stitch well, I ride? I mean, L- Lilo and Stitch isn't a problem. They're just the brand. The ride sucked. <laughs> that was, yeah. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like the ride sucked. I think kids are going to love Lilo and Stitch and I think we will too if they said we're going to put a ride that is not that and do something. I would be willing to check it out. Yeah. Fair enough. I'd be interested in it too. I just curious, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he I mean he drives around in that spaceship, dude. That's do true he does. Stuff with that. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go over to Epcot for a second. And I want to talk about this now. Because it is a massive refurbishment. 
in 2020, the Epcot ball spaceship Earth is going down for two years. I'm so excited about that, Bryce. Dude, it is a crazy renovation. Two years? And the rumors about it are crazy. What are the rumors? Like they're going to be moving the entrance of the ride, so you're not going to be getting on the ride where you do now. Okay. And they're doing that because they want to lengthen the ride, make it longer. Cool. I'm all for that. They're also taking out that spot in the back, Project Tomorrow. Yeah. Right now it's got that giant globe in there where you get the picture on the ride and then it sends your face to where you said you're from and they have some other exhibits in there. That thing is going to be gone. And that makes me really happy because that was looking a little run down. And to its credit, I always saw people in there. Always saw people in there. Well, it's interesting. But I never stopped. <laughs> Dude, I got off that ride and I was out the door. So they're supposed to take that out to make more room for track. They're trying to make this ride much longer than it is right now. That's really exciting to me. It's exciting. Just the, seems like they covered all the history. I mean, there, I guess there's tons of more history that you can explore though, you know? Well, so. all of the ancient history is staying the same. Oh, okay. You know, according to reports. So, you know, you have like that one scene in ancient Egypt when they're like, this ancient Egyptian is pounding papyrus, making a certain paper, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great scene. The animatronics look beautiful. Yeah. The guy is also not anywhere close to actually hitting the stone. Oh, yeah. He's hitting air for sure. Like, <laughs> every time. Yep. Just whiffing. Just yep. Doof. Yep. So fix that. That'll be really cool. That would make me really happy. What I, the certain stuff I like was the Greek and the Roman sort of stuff. That was pretty cool. Me too. I really like that. Maybe they'll make 300. They'll have <laughs> Gerard Butler standing there. This is sparring a Persian into a hole. Just this look of victory on his face. <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> but the one thing that they're keeping that I'm super excited about is the Phoenicians. Oh, yeah. We're still going to be able to thank the Phoenicians for everything. And as done. we should. As we should. <laughs> what I really liked about that ride is the Sistine Chapel. I like that. Me too. That's my favorite part of the ride. And it also leads me directly into the part of the ride that I hate the most. I cannot stand the Industrial Revolution portion of this ride. I don't think it's interesting. It just does nothing for me. The most enjoyable thing, I think is seeing that guy in the radio booth and his mic says WDI radio. I think that's Well, I funny. think, and that too, but I mean, they're skipping over another portion of history. I mean, you got the whole revolutionary war sort of scenario. You know, you're missing out on that sort of stuff too. Yeah, but it also doesn't talk into the narrative. Like the revolutionary war does not talk no, about- No, I don't mean necessarily the, the revolutionary war, but I mean that time period. All right. I, I mean, you have saying. Benjamin Franklin- that's true. And, that's and fair. George that Washington, true. the Founding Fathers, all that fun stuff. That's the part of the ride that is going to be receiving the biggest changes. I don't know what's going in there, but man, I'll be happy to see a change, you know? Yeah. Because I really like that ride. The one thing I hope that stays the same, and it probably won't, because if they're making the ride longer, it wouldn't make sense. Dame Judi Dench. Want her voice in there, man. It's so soothing and nice and delightful. The other thing, Disney, if it wouldn't be too much trouble, please put a cushion on those godforsaken seats because <laughs> they are 
awful. I was going to say- They're so hard. More blue light room. That's what I want. When you're backing down and you're ready to sleep and you're just tripping out because of all the blue lights that they have and it's just infinite, more of that, please. Because- That is cool. That's like a perfect- three, four minute power nap. You know what I'm saying? Like it not only visually is it cool, but on a hot day, more of that, please. Oh, dude, 100%. I am I am into that. <laughs> now, see, with a project like this and so many drastic changes, I don't know if they're going to be changing the building at all, really. I wouldn't expect them to, but Disney, when they're working on something, loves to put up walls, man. Loves to put up walls. And again, just like that Jack Sparrow area, it can get real congested really quick. Because whether people want to admit it or not, the rules of the road apply to the rules of walking. So you get the right side. You get the right side. In, in a perfect in a perfect world, Bryce, that works. But not in Disney. But here's the thing. If you look at people and you watch them, Nine times out of ten, people do obey this. They stay to the right, and they go into the park. They stay to the right, and they walk out of the park. But if you put up walls, you're taking an area that has two pathways and cutting it down to one for how long? For the whole two years? Now, the one thing that does give me encouragement that this is not going to be how it is is that they said image mapping is going to be crucial to this next part of Epcot and the way they're going to use the ball. Which I always thought it was interesting because they would put Mike up there from Monsters, Inc. sometimes, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if they're going to do it more along the lines of something like the Tree of Life and have, like, joy from inside out or something just come running across the ball, yeah, I think that would be awesome. And then you could use joy from inside out and put her in the abstract thought room because the geodescent sphere would really lend itself to that scene in the movie. Yeah. I like that. I just thought of that. <laughs> Good job, Bryce. Thank you, Chris. But that does give me hope that there won't be any walls because if the image mapping is so crucial, do you want to run the risk of hitting walls while you're doing that? I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I suppose. But, I'm but I want to know now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is two years. Yeah, yeah. That's the other question I have, though, because that is going to be in 2020. Well, in the fall of 2019, they're getting rid of illuminations. I talked about that a couple weeks ago. Is this image mapping now going to be part of the new show? It's a good question. So instead of the image mapping taking over in 2020 when they close down the ride... Does it start up in the fall of 2019? I have no clue. I know. It's it's interesting to think about that. So I'm really excited about what they do over there because Epcot is going to have some huge changes coming. Yeah. And I'm psyched, man, because- Ultimately, it's exciting changes, though. Oh, absolutely. Because when I was a kid, I hated Epcot. I truly hated going there. Most kids do. Yeah. And now that I can drink, I like it much, much more. You're but... like, this is why my parents love coming here. <laughs> exactly. But it's also the park, in my opinion, that feels the least like a Disney park. Yeah, it is. You know? And so if you start bringing more IPs in there and you start changing things up, huzzah, man. That's You have my money. And that's exactly what I want to see in Epcot. 
Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. All right, enough closures. Let's talk about something that's coming to Disney that's new. I have the photo pass on my Magic Band, and I love it. I think it's incredibly useful. Just click, boom, I have all the pictures. And you say, well, Bryce, why would you pay for that? You don't have to. All the people who take the photos will gladly take a photo of you with your phone. And that's true, they will. But they do this thing called Magical Shot where they impose a character into your scene with you. Didn't know that. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, me and Jamie just got one done over in France. I was supposed to hold my hand out and act surprised, and Jamie was supposed to be freaking out, and when you open up the app, Remy is sitting in my hand. (laughs) Like, I thought it was really cute. Yeah, that's cool. Animal Kingdom has done these for a while, but they actually got some new ones. So at the entrance of the park and over by the Tree of Life, you can actually get leaves put in, like Pocahontas or something like that, you know? Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's interesting. Up near the front of the park where all the bird cages are, you can actually get Iago from Aladdin. <laughs> that's cool. You put your arm out like you're holding a bird, and then yeah. he's just sitting there grimacing at you. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm down for that. That's pretty cool. Then over in the Yak and Yeti, you know where that statue is? It's all broken down. Mm-hmm. That's actually a photo spot. Oh. So yeah. if you go in there... They'll take your photo for you, and Shere Khan will be in there with you. That is cool. Right? That's pretty sweet. Well, how much is it to do that? It's free. Oh, it is? As long as you have the memory maker. Okay. And that's something that typically comes with your gold annual pass. Okay. Otherwise, I'm not exactly sure how much memory maker actually is outside of the annual pass. But in that same spot, you can have Ka drop down from a fake tree. They put a fake tree up in the corner. Kaj drops down and he's looking at you. Sweet. It's really cool. And what's interesting, too, is it's not like it's a surprise, you know? The person taking the photo will tell me, you know, hey, put your hand out like you're holding something. Oh, uh, act surprised and look in this general direction. instructing what to do so that the picture comes out, you know, accurate. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Then in Africa, when you're going over the bridge and you can see the tree of life, there's a photo spot right there. If you take a photo there, you'll get... Bonsai, Senji, and Ed, the hyenas from from Lion King. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, dude. These are really cool, man. I love that Disney does this. I have Photoshop. I'm a graphic designer. I would do that on my own photos. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd take pictures, and I'd be like, I'll put a character here. And I'd be like, ah, that's cool. Yeah, they do it for you. And now they do it for you, and it's really cool that they do that. Here's the thing. The two that you seem to be the most interested in were Iago and Shere Khan. Yeah. October 31st. They're gone. They're there right now. So if you're going to be in Animal Kingdom between now and October 31st, now would be the time to get these photos. Because after that, they're going to be gone. Is there anything that's going to be replacing them, or is that it? No. These things were just announced. So like It's like this month only. In a way, that's pretty cool, though, because, I mean, then it's not just something that you do. You know, if they kind of make it kind of seasonal and they kind of change it up, keeps it interesting. That way everyone's photos don't doesn't look exactly the same. How many people do you walk into and you see the Magic Kingdom behind and you're taking a picture on a Main Street? You know, exactly. like it's very generic. Everybody has that. Or the ride pictures. At least with these, you're going to be able to take, and they'll be different. Take a bunch of different pictures and they're going to be different. Exactly. And what they're going for is unique and what they give you is unique yeah so while that is sad i think it's cool i think it's a good idea to change it up a little bit 
Exactly. But to your point, it gives you the option to put something else in there. Because if you always have Ka and Shere Khan in Asia, well, do you then add Mushu in there? And then someone comes in there, wants Shere Khan, and then they get Mushu. Ah, sorry. Sucks. Now you, gotta have to, you just have to get another picture done, and maybe you'll get Shere Khan. I think it's better to do it this way. Yeah. You know? Yep. So I'll definitely be going back to Animal Kingdom and getting some of these. You better hurry up, dude. <laughs> oh, don't you worry about that. I'll be up there. <laughs> Let's head out to California. We were talking last week about Galaxy's Edge. Everyone's super excited about Galaxy's Edge, as well they should be. But I'm not excited for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say that flat out right now. We have the better park. I'm just going to say that. Clearly. But here's the Those thing. from the West Coast, what's up? <laughs> here's the thing. Our Jedi Academy is going to stay open. Disneyland's is closing, and it closes on November 3rd. Why? For Galaxy's Edge, to make way for Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay, okay. And there's a possibility that it'll, and there's a possibility that it will open back up once Galaxy's Edge opens. But as oh, yeah, of that'd right be now, a mixed opportunity, missed opportunity. Huge. Yeah. Huge. But who knows? Maybe Disney needs that area, that temple, to put on a cool show, to maybe make an entirely new attraction. Man, the Jedi Academy has been there, and it's been here for a long time. Right. For a long time. Granted, people freaking love it. It is booked solid. Yeah. So the question is, do you change it and go to an unknown quantity and maybe people like it as much, if not more, than Jedi Academy? Or do you leave what you have there and say, I know that this works. We need to make sure that we have something here that works. Let's use this. Let's stay with what we know. Well, it's like you said, Disney is not afraid of taking risk. You know what I'm saying? And sure. it's not its not that much of a risk, dude. You know, I mean, it's just more like they're going to kind of upset some people because they're going to be leaving. But I feel like they're just going to basically just move it into Galaxy's Edge, you know? Right. And who knows, if another show doesn't work there, they can always bring back the Jedi Academy. Yeah. And I mean, another thing, too, is I mean, how cool would it be to have the Jedi Academy? You're going to be in the Star Wars land, you know, Galaxy's Edge. You're going to be surrounded by everything Star Wars. I only think it's just natural. Natural move, you know what I'm saying? And then they can put something else there. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I can't speak for the California one, but I know out here in Orlando, the Jedi Academy is right in front of Star Tours. So you have people walking by, and you do have that really cool Ewok village with the AT-AT. Mm -hmm. But then if you're standing on stage and you look out, you see a giant soundstage yeah. <laughs> sign. That's where It Sounds Dangerous used to be. Yeah. So... It can take you out of it a little bit. It would be cool to have it in Galaxy's Edge. Yep. Just natural progression. Exactly. Ah, uh, are you checking in tonight? Welcome home. You know, in the two weeks of doing this new layout, mm. I have yet to have any news about the resorts. Let's change that right now. 
Okay, good. Okay. Because <laughs> I like me some resorts. <laughs> me too, man. I really like the resorts. So I have never been one to be big on the Pandora charms. I'm a guy. They're not made for me. Don't lie, Bryce. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Even Jamie is not huge on them. She doesn't really like them. She thinks they're a little tacky. Pretty much every female in our family has a Pandora bracelet. Oh, I know. It's kind of like a rite of passage. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Oh, you're a woman now. Here's your Pandora bracelet. <laughs> they're going to attack Jamie. <laughs> I Oh, they are. I know they are. So I know a lot of people, though, get really excited when the new charms get announced. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. All right. I'm ready to freak out. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Because the new ones, you have Snow White. You have some from Pinocchio. You have a Jack and Sally one. And then you also have this one called the Villainous Trio. They all range from 55 up to 225. What is this Villainous Trio? Villainous Trio is a set of three charms. And that's the one for 225 because it is three charms. Right. $225? Yes. And on the charms, there are three different hearts. One has a picture of the Red Queen. And on the back of it, it says Royal Badness. Which I read differently the first time I read it. Yeah. (laughs) The Maleficent one says Mistress of All Evil on the back. Okay. And the third one is Cruella de Vil, and it says Vain, Vile, and Vicious on the back. Okay. For $225, for what you get, it's insulting. (laughs) Yeah. Because they don't even look good. You know what I'm saying? They look very cheap. They look very tacky. And it's amazing because you see those and you're like, oh my God, they're they're so bad. But then you look at one from Pinocchio and it says, always let your conscience be your guide. It's a blue starburst, kind of like the blue fairy. And it looks cool, mm. especially for a charm. Dude, there's one for Snow White. It's a double-sided mirror and it's the magical mirror. And then it has the evil queen and the reflection. And that looks freaking cool. Sounds metal. <laughs> well, they should get the one with the heart. You know, the the, the, the heart box. with the dagger through the heart? Yeah. That'd be metal. That would be pretty cool. But my point is you have charms that look so interesting and so good. And then you have these that you have the audacity to charge $225 for. And it looks like you screen printed the stupid things on there. It looks like if you took your fingernail and scraped across the surface, you'd rip off a sticker. It's like for that, you might as well just watch walk into those Disney uh, art art of animation and just buy yourself like a really neat looking statue or a really cool oh, looking absolutely. picture. You know, like one of those that they're one of a kind that they just made. You know, like you can <laughs> do so much better with that. Oh, absolutely. With that money, that is. Absolutely. So to that point, there is a giant statue in the art of Disney stores that I love. It's Woody and Buzz riding RC, and there's a bunch of smoke coming off the back of RC, and Buzz is in the process of launching off the car. That sounds cool. It is freaking sweet. Buzz has the clear dome on him, and it's cool. But you cannot put that on a chain brace. $120. Okay. That's how much that statue is. Yeah, that's a little outrageous. Dude, 
that is you fantastic. Can get, that, no, no, no. I'm saying that the charm costs a lot more than that statue. I see what you're saying. You then yes, I mean? you are correct. <laughs> then again, we're guys and we're just trying to judge Pandora bracelets. Essentially, what it breaks down to is seventy-five dollars charm. Yeah, and that's still really expensive. It is, but you know what? If our family's incl- any inclination is that the girls like them, right? As long as they're going to keep buying them, they're going to keep putting them out there. That's true. All right, the last charm I want to talk about is the Snow White charm on the heart. You mean the devil, dude? <laughs> it is freaking terrifying. The eyes are solid black. It looks like one of the black-eyed children. It's <laughs> creepy. Yeah, it did look really creepy. Like for fifty-five dollars and you know tax. For fifty-five dollars, you can wear a dead Snow White on your wrist. It looked horrifying. You have the chick from The Exorcist on your wrist. <laughs> I promise you, I will see that in my nightmares tonight. Yeah, yeah, that Ugh. doesn't look good at all. But then. Like I said, you have that double-sided mirror one with the evil queen. That one is really cool. Yeah. Anyway, Disney, up your game with Pandora. Come on, you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's stay in Disney Springs, man. Actually, we're going to stay in Disney Springs for the rest of the night. Three new stores are coming to Disney Springs. I'm intrigued. Two I am interested in. One, if it were Anywhere else, I would say it was a front for an illegitimate business. And that's the first one we're going to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, got my attention. It's called Love Pop. Okay. As in like pop-up cards. It's going into the co-op, which is good because, man, if that place had an own storefront, Mm -hmm. it would not last. But it sells nothing but pop-up cards. And for any of you who don't know what a pop-up card is, like a pop-up book. You know when you spread the pages across, the center part pops up an image, usually a castle or a tree? That's exactly what these do. And it's just a store based on that. Yeah, that's all that there's in there. I don't know how they are expecting a store like this to succeed. That's weird. Like... I just don't get it. Especially because, like, that's more of, like, a joyous thing. So is it every card going to be joyous? <laughs> like, <laughs> because, you know, you got Hallmark has, like, you know, if someone dies or if you're sick. <laughs> have, like, a, a skull come out. It's just, like, sorry for your death. <laughs> Although that might be able to work. You no, it a- would not, Bryce. In your world, it would. It wouldn't work in the real world. So is just, so I'm guessing it's just going to be all positive cards. Probably. Like, I mean, with a yeah. name like Love Pop, yeah, probably the way to go. Okay. Now, there's no opening date for this store yet, but like I said, it's going into the co-op, and I'll have a question about that here in a minute for you, so just hang tight. Okay. The second store is called The Art of Disney Presents Greg McCullough. Now, what this is... I'm sorry? I said, what is that? Well, it's going in where Little Mismatch used to be, and it's opening on November 3rd, and it's only sticking around until January 1st. So maybe they do it where this area is going to be a satellite store of the art of Disney, but for specific artists. 
Hmm. Because that's what this is. It's going to be nothing but his work. He's going to be in there from 1.30 to 7.30, signing paintings, doing his own paintings, meeting people. It's an interesting way to kind of put a face to painting and artistry. As there should. I agree. I definitely agree. And I applaud them for doing that. I mean, that's pretty sweet. I mean, some, some, there, I mean, I'm just saying, there are just some times that you walk into the art of animation, you're just like, man, that is fantastic. Oh, you don't dude. see a face to it. Exactly. Exactly. And I know that there's been many times where I'm like, who did this? And I look and I'm like, all right, I'm going to look them up. And then you never do. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So for Disney to literally be giving them a storefront for two months, and the foot traffic through Disney Springs is incredible. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. This is really good. I am a big fan of this. Yeah, man. I mean, they do it at Comic-Con. They do they it for do. the comic book artists. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's great. You know, you get to be up close. You kind of get to understand their work, their style. So, I mean, for Disney to be doing that, I applaud that. Because I'm, I'm definitely going to be checking it out. Me too. Because I know for a fact I'll be up there. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is not the third store that's opening. But I just want to kind of throw it in here real quick. Basin, that's the soap store. It's been closed on refurbishment. Should be done by the end of the month and reopening. So that's exciting for people, I'm sure. Yeah, you want to take a bath, throw a bath bomb in there. Exactly. Not a bath guy, but I mean, it's interesting walking into the store. I Okay, I walked into the store with Ray, walking around, and I'm like, I grab the bar. I'm like, man, this looks cool. I might take this. I might take this. And they're all like little small bars of soap. Mm -hmm. And then I look over and I see the price and I'm like, not happening. Really? Those, dude, it's mad expensive up in there. And I know that like for Disney, we're all like, duh, because it is expensive. Disney is expensive, but some of the prices are kind of ridiculous. (laughs) I already got my own soap at home. Thank you. I can't spend Bed Bath & Beyond money. Yep. <laughs> the last store I'm pretty excited about because I feel like this should have been a thing well before now. It doesn't really help me out, but there you go. It's called Disney Tales. T-A-I-L-S. Okay. It's a pet store. What? Yeah, dude. It is a pet store. Not like, hey, come in here and buy a puppy. But, hey, come in here, buy your puppy a leash. Okay, okay. That kind of thing. I was about to say. <laughs> like, that's interesting. But it's cool because, you know how, especially now with, like, Halloween coming up and all that, mm. people love to dress up their animals, yeah. right? Well, people don't need hol- holidays to dress up their animals. That is true. But Disney Tales has a bunch of different lines for it. They have Mickey and Minnie. They have Star Wars line coming. Which, because who doesn't want to dress up their little Jack Russell look like the Emperor? Because I do. <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> I look they, better like on a Chihuahua. <laughs> the big eyes. Yeah. They have a Haunted Mansion line coming out. They have a lot of stuff coming out. Well, that's interesting. They have squeak toys for them that are all designed to look like snacks from Disney. Oh, wow. So you have like the Mickey waffle. You have the Mickey pretzel. I mean, I just I think of Mike and Renee. Kona would tear those things up, boy. Yeah. But I think I'd have to get one, at least one for her, 
Otherwise, I'd be a bad uncle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to get something for your sugar glider. Maybe they'll sell something for your sugar glider. Dude, did you know that they sell leashes for those things? Nope. Yeah. Well, I get yourself couldn't a leash. imagine that. <laughs> so the last thing I want to talk about tonight is something very exciting to me. Okay? I was genuinely upset when they decided to close down Disney Quest. Yes. I really like Disney Quest. Then I was even more upset when I found out that they were putting an NBA experience in there. Yes. It didn't make sense to me to take something that was branded Disney and then get rid of it for somebody else's IP. It just didn't make sense. Well, they own ESPN, though. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they own the NBA. <sighs> they might as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I understand that. I get it. But going in right next door to the NBA experience is something that is near and dear to my heart. A pub. What? Yeah, dude. It's called City Works Eatery and Poorhouse. Gonna have like your traditional American food, cheeseburgers, chicken tenders, wings, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. That's not the draw of this place. What's the theme of the place? That I don't know either. Okay. But again, the theme of this place is not the draw. The draw is 80 beers on tap. Wow. That is a lot of beer. That is a lot of beer. That's a pub. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed it is. They might have your sour beer that you like, Bryce. Oh, one can dream. One can dream. (laughs) So this makes me really happy because not only, I mean, who doesn't like a burger, but if you like beer, you have somewhere to go now in Disney Springs that offers beers because Disney Springs is more of a cocktail area. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And not a beer area. Yeah. I think that it's the perfect location because you're going to have people leaving the House of Blues. Yep. After seeing some anybody, really, really, anybody. Yeah. And you're starving. I know after I'm done with the concert, after I'm done sitting in a hot, sweaty place, I'm like, I'm starving. Oh, starving sure. and I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. Got a watering hole right over here. Exactly. Plus, they're going to have a bunch of TVs, right? Okay. Now, like, ah, Bryce, we're on, we're on vacation. What do we want TVs for? This is a perfect counter to ESPN Zone. Yeah. So I know someone like my dad. He goes to Disney. He likes Disney. He doesn't love it. He likes watching ESPN and Disney. Exactly. <laughs> and if he's there on a Sunday, he does genuinely have a bit of a struggle because he's constantly checking his phone. He's beside himself with joy right now. Yeah. He got AirPods yeah. for his iPhone, throws one in, puts the other one in his pocket in the charger, always and keeps one you, charged. Good for you. Listens to the game but stays into the conversation. It's got it worked out. So much work to hear Miami lose, you know? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and that's and that works out because I mean I guess the only other place to go see it is either one stay in your hotel room or the go to ESPN. the ESPN center, which depending on how that day goes. Dude, if it's during the NFL season, mm-hmm. it's a nightmare. Yeah, you can't get in. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. This place very perfect well spot. could be a perfect counter for that. Yeah, I agree. Well, bring it on, bring it on. Huzzah. And now, 
feature presentation. All right, guys. So the last couple weeks, I've been talking about what I've wanted to eat at the Food and Wine Festival. I went and now I've eaten a bunch of stuff and me, Jamie and Micah are all here to talk about it. Say hi, guys. What's up? Hello. All right. So essentially what we're going to do, we're just going to talk about the foods that we ate and give you an idea of what was good, what maybe wasn't the best. So Jamie, what did you have at the Food and Wine Festival that you just loved? It was the best thing you ate at the festival. Well, I have to say, since I love chocolate, we have to go over to the chocolate studio and talk about the liquid nitro. It was amazing. That is really, really good. I had that last year for the first time. Blew me away. Just the whole presentation of it, from them freezing the chocolate Mm -hmm. to them putting the delicious warm caramel on top of it. Beautiful. Beautiful. We got it twice. Did you really? Nice. It was so hot outside, we had to get it twice. It was disgustingly hot this year. I mean, for the end of September, it was absurd. Did you have the cheesecake? Is that at the chocolate studio? It's not at the chocolate studio. It's right next door at the, at the cheese studio. Did not have it, no. Oh, the bourbon? Yeah, the bourbon cheesecake. Oh, yeah, yeah. I tasted it. What'd you think of it? I thought it was awesome. That was so did really I. really good, actually. In comparison now, the cheesecake to the chocolate nitro. It's still the nitro. I still like the nitro. But yeah. I agree. Isaac got the bourbon cheesecake. Yeah, I still like the nitro better, though. Personally, the cheesecake did dethrone the nitro for me. Because last year, man, that thing was king. And Still the, is king. The cheese studio came out like, guys, you think that's good? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It was so soft, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's cheesecake. It's not supposed to be hard, but the texture of the cheesecake and then the filling with the bourbon, forget about it. It was delicious. I also think that area with the, the cheese studio... And the chocolate studio, I think that is a really cool area. I think it's probably the coolest to just, like, hang out. It's got, like, the the fake grass and the little uh, courtyard area with the yeah trellises on top. And Yeah, it kind of reminds me of somewhere that you'd go and hang out at, like, a brewery. Yeah. Like, there in St. Pete, there's a brewery called the Green Bench, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. That's exactly what it reminds me of. It's got the string lights that go across that... Light it up, make it look cool. Yeah. Now, it's very different from the rest of the booths at the festival because the rest of the booths at the festival are very themed towards their country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to theme a cheese studio? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think what they did with the idea and the concept that they had was really good. Mm. Agreed. Go in a couple of weeks and I didn't get to try the cheese, but I want to try the three cheese. It looks pretty good. So I like the look of it because it came on artist's palette. Yeah. You know, food, a lot of it is the presentation. Because I, <laughs> I remember going and getting this example. If you had a steak or a lobster or something that is just absolutely awesome and you know that you like it, but somebody serves it to you on a trash can lid, you're still not going to want to eat that, you know? Because <laughs> it's disgusting. Exactly. So presentation is a lot of it. And the Disney community loves Instagram and Instagram pictures. So the better the presentation, the more likely they are to buy it, I think. Just to try it, to mm-hmm. take the picture, to put it on Instagram. That's that's very, very Valid. smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's all about the presentation. All about the pictures. 
And, you know, even for the booths that don't have something like the artist palette that they put it on, the presentation for the food, even in the little brown cups, that actually works fairly well. Like, it never looks like, oh, that's disgusting, yeah. you know? It's a good point. What was your favorite thing at the festival, Micah? I don't branch out of what I like. Right. I don't like to try new things. Not very adventurous? Not very adventurous. But I did, like, probably my favorite thing that I got food-wise was uh, in China. It was the the pancake with beef. Wasn't that good? I thought that was awesome. It was, like, really difficult to eat. Yeah. I thought it could have been a little easier. That's fair. But it was, I thought, flavor-wise, I thought it was awesome. That was my favorite thing. Yeah, I had that, too. It was good. I had the pancake with beef thing, too. It was great. The only thing that bothered me a little bit about it was it was very difficult to eat, but it was also so, so hot Mm -hmm. that I had to let it sit for a while. I mean, I got the food, walked over, stood with everybody for about five minutes, decided that we were going to walk over to Mexico. By the time we walked from China to Mexico and got inside the temple, then I was able to eat it at a comfortable temperature, you know? Makes sense. My thing was just the, like, they give you these little paper tray things to eat it on. And then you have a plastic knife and you have a plastic fork. But there's nowhere to, like, sit and, like, have a table. Right. So you can't, like, cut it because you don't have enough hands. And you're trying to walk and it's super hot out. And all you want to do is eat your thing that you just spent $6 on. Right. So, but, I mean, it was amazing. I loved it. I would order it again. It's just that it was just really hard to eat, but no other complaints. Yeah. I was kind of afraid it was going to taste like chicken and waffles because I've had chicken and waffles <laughs> and I don't like that at all. I would say it was more like a, like a bread. Yeah. More than like a pancake. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a sweet pancake or anything of with syrup on it, but it was, it was more like a bread. I would say. I'd agree with that. Would you agree with that, Jamie? I agree. All right, I went and had a couple things over in Africa that I really liked. Now, I've had both things from there now. I got the spicy Ethiopian red lentil stew. Why? Disgusting. (laughs) Because I really like the lentil stew from Carabas. It's the only thing from there that I genuinely like. I'm sure Carabas in Africa are the same. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) I enjoyed Africa's more. Good. Yeah. However, when you take that and compare them against the Berber-style beef tips, it's not even a question. The Berber-style beef tips are infinitely better than the red lentil stew. Well, now you know. Yeah. Jamie, you tried it. What did you think of it? I thought it was gross, and it tasted like beans. Wow. (laughs) I mean, it is lentil, so it's exactly what it should taste like. I'm not a fan of beans. (laughs) Now, before we go too much further... Like I said, I already had the cheesecake from the cheese studio, but I also had some of the braised beef stroganoff. Did either of you have any of that? I did not. Where was that at? That's at the cheese studio oh, where you get okay. the, the no. cheesecake. No, I did not have that. It was okay. It was not the best. It wasn't awful. I didn't like the noodles. I'm not, in general, a huge fan of stroganoff anyway. Mom and dad made it for us so often growing up, and I was never a fan of it then. Mm-hmm. The beef to me in stroganoff is always just a little too tough, so I stay away from it. It's good to know. Yeah. I'll probably stay away from it then as well. 
<laughs> what about you, Jamie? What else did you eat? I had, going back to China for a minute, I also had the chicken dumplings, or some people refer to them as pot stickers. Yes. They were very good. Delicious. They are good, aren't they? I love the sauce that they put on them. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So good. What was it that they served there with the bao bun? Oh, yeah. Man, that was good. Yeah, it was like the steamed bun. Yeah. And it had probably beef. I think it was beef. Yeah, that was delicious. I'm very I, sad it's gone. Yeah, that was that was so good. <laughs> the look of joy and sadness on your face <laughs> at the same time. I like the like they were like so warm and like fluffy and soft. Yes. All at the same time. <laughs> but like very doughy on the inside. Yeah, it almost felt like it wasn't cooked <laughs> yeah, enough sometimes. Sure. It looked like it wasn't cooked. But it was good. Let's go over to Ireland for a second. And I didn't get to have anything to eat in Ireland, but I was able to get the Guinness Bailey's Shake. Didn't even know that existed. It's the only drink I got in all the Food and Wine Festival. And it was outstanding. It was so good. They call it a shake, and it tasted like a milkshake. You know what I'm saying? Just with beer and Baileys. That's awesome. Exactly. Yum. Hmm. Not much else you can ask for in a beer and Baileys milkshake. Yeah. (laughs) No one wants to drink a Guinness on a nice hot day walking around Disney. When you add it in milkshake form, that makes it okay. (laughs) (laughs) Guinness is a very heavy, very heavy drink. Did you have anything from Hawaii, Micah? No. (laughs) I did have the, the pork sliders last year. Yeah, what'd you think of those? I don't like the spicy mayonnaise on it. Yeah, me neither. But if I remember correctly, they were also kind of served on like a like some sort of like Hawaiian roll almost. Yeah. Which was obviously delicious. So I mean it it wasn't bad. Right. If it's all the same as last year, but just do without the mayonnaise. Exactly. That's just a personal preference though. This year I was able to get the grilled tuna tataki. Huzzah. It was just as good as I wanted it to be. The tuna was very refreshing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a seared tuna. So it's not grilled. It's not overly hot. And on a hot day, that nice cool bit in the tuna was just a delight, really. (laughs) Pickled cucumbers. That sounds not what I would want to eat. Well, I didn't eat those. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I've had cucumbers before, and I don't like them. I don't like their texture. And isn't a pickled cucumber just a pickle? pickle? That makes sense. Yeah. I believe that that's what that would be. That's exactly what it is, actually. (laughs) What about the islands of the Caribbean? Did either one of you have anything there? I did not. No, but I've had a red stripe before. (laughs) Oh, yeah? They serve red stripe there. Renee had the the jerk chicken lollipop thing, which was basically a turkey leg looking looking thing. Yeah. It was a drumstick. <laughs> a drumstick, that's the word I'm looking for. It was a drumstick. And once I got it, because I got it too. Once I got it, I felt incredibly foolish. Yeah. Because they played you. They did. <laughs> they really did. Because the lollipop, the word 
you have an expectation. It's not what I wanted from my chicken. So what I got was what I wanted. And I was happy I got that. But it just wasn't at all what I was expecting. They just wordplayed you. They really did. Hard. And here's the thing. I got it. I loved your chicken. I thought it was very good. And I had given some to Jamie. What did you think of it, Jamie? I honestly don't remember that at all. (laughs) It was... Not very memorable, huh? That's a sad news. Well, I mean, to be fair, it is just jerk chicken. I've had jerk chicken at our local mall, and it honestly was just as good. Can I digress? How about it? My one thing with the Food and Wine Festival is that there's all these different, like, weird, interesting types of foods. Right. And they add all these different kind of things on top of them. and But their, their kitchen size is, like, ridiculously small. Like, their, their place to work. Mm-hmm. It's so small. Like, you can only expect so much of them. And then with the crowds that they have. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Like, I think people get a little too... Um, critical Mm -hmm. of the food and wine festival and of what like of what they can produce the product that they can get out sure but i think that it is a very difficult thing to feed get thousands of these little meals out every hour oh like that's incredible they can do that but it's also like you can you should be expecting a certain product you can't expect a a five-star type of meal. Exactly. Paying $6 with the resources that they have. Right. And that's not what I was saying. What I was saying is it's jerk chicken. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. jerk chicken. Right. There's not much you can do you can't make it to change special. it. Otherwise, you no longer have jerk chicken. Right. That was my point. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But, oh, yeah, what the Food and Wine Festival does is absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why so many people like it is because, mm-hmm. yeah, the food is incredible. The food is interesting, but just it's mind-blowing going in there, you know? Like you could go to another restaurant, even like a hole-in-the-wall kind of place that that you might say, and the, the window at the front is really small, but in the back, the part that you don't see is huge, and they're able to pump out all these meals. But if you look in the back of those booths, they're like, they're not big. No, no. You can see there's, everything that's yeah, going on in there. Yeah, there's three people max in those booths cooking and preparing all these foods. And then to get them out with a, in a timely manner, they have to have them pre-done, pre-ready to go. So they sometimes they are sitting under a heat light or something like that to keep them warm. To keep them warm, but to keep the crowd like under control so you don't have 50 people lined up waiting to get an order. Exactly, because... That is a massive, massive complaint that I always hear about food and wine festivals. The lines take forever. The lines take forever. And to be fair, they do take a long time. (laughs) But it's also, I think, partly that it's all out in the open. Mm -hmm. Like, there was an opportunity I had this this year to go to the Mexico booth. The line was super long. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. It's far too hot right now. And it's just all out in the open. But, I mean, you don't, I wouldn't say that you would wait more than from, like, start of 
getting in line to receiving your item, I wouldn't say you would ever wait more than 15 minutes, 20 minutes at max. Right. Which is very admirable. And it's very, um, it's very like, like if you go to McDonald's and you wait 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but you could go there and wait 20 minutes and get something totally different and unique. I would wait the extra couple minutes. Oh, me too. People have to be, uh, they have to give, give a little to, I'm just saying more, obviously. I'm just saying, give us an umbrella. (laughs) It's too hot. Maybe some little misters. That'd be nice. (laughs) Or just put food and wine in like the winter time. They tried. They did? I mean, it's fall. I mean, it started in August. (laughs) August is not fall. August is dead of summer. That is true. I kind of wish they would have taken that extra month and pushed it into December. Push it the other way instead of coming up for it. But then you're getting into the not-so-scary party and they're going to... And they Christmas and all that. Taking money out of that, they got to make their money. Their business, exactly. Fill the crowd, fill the empty spots when they can. Right, exactly. Now, Jamie, this is something that I know you ate in Italy. What did you think about your Italy cuisine? I liked it. It was, um, uh, I'm going to butcher it, but frito misto. It okay. Was just, it's just shrimp, but it had a sweet potato fries, bikini, and um, this really awesome sauce on top of the shrimp. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I liked it too. You and I split it, mm-hmm. and the shrimp was spectacular. It was very good. The sweet potato fries, I thought were fine. They were good. What did you think about the zucchini, Jamie? I did not think I would like zucchini because I was looking on the menu and everything on that menu almost had zucchini in it. And I said, I don't want anything with that in it because I was pretty certain I didn't like it. Yeah. And when she says I was pretty certain I didn't like it, really what she was saying was, I do not like zucchini. I do not want it. She was vehement about it. (laughs) She's like, no, 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 no. And then she got the tray and she's walked away from me and she started eating and she's like oh my god Bryce you have to try this I don't know why they gave us mozzarella sticks but they are so good (laughs) and I tried one I go oh you like that she goes it's so good I'm so happy I got this zucchini I think (laughs) better off and you don't tell me what it is I'll eat it and it was really good and that spicy sauce I thought like I was a little dubious of it because I didn't know what it was it just says a spicy sauce. I don't know if you listened to my last episode. I said it could literally be anything. Right. And it was really good. Like it was on point. I was very happy with it. Well, that's good. I'm happy I tried. And I'm happy you tried as well. <laughs> now, Jamie, would it be fair to say that you have a certain love for cheese? I like cheese. You're constantly telling me, oh, if you add cheese to it, it's going to make it so much better. (laughs) Oh, give me cheese. It's chocolate and cheese. Like, you love cheese. That's a fair assessment. (laughs) What did you think, then, of the cheddar cheese soup from Canada? It was really good, actually. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Why did you say actually? You didn't think it was going to be good? 
No, because I didn't want anything. I didn't want anything from Canada. You got it, and I was like, "All right, I'll try it." Yeah, and I liked it. I mean, really, Maybe. what is not to like? It's cheesy. It's got bacon in it, right? And it comes with a pretzel roll that you dunk and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, it was a good combo. It really is. Have you ever had a Micah? Never. You've never had the cheddar cheese soup? No. What? If I was going to get anything in Canada, it would be the uh, the steak. The, the steak is the, incredible yeah, there. Yeah, the filet or whatever they have there, but nope, never got it. I, it doesn't sound appetizing, eating hot cheddar soup when it's 100 degrees outside. That's fair, but it is so good. And you can get it in Le Cellier. Yeah, that's what I was just going to think. Dude, if you ever go into La Cellier, because it's actually kind of cooler in that restaurant, get it. It is delicious. It is worth the money. And you can actually, it's cool. Not a lot of people know this. You can go up to the front desk and be like, hey, can I get a cheddar cheese soup to go? And they'll go get it for you and, and bring it out to you, even if it's not Food and Wine Festival. Hmm. Like the host stand? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so good. I've tried to make that at home. Completely failed. Like, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> and so to go to your point of it's amazing what they do in these booths mm-hmm. in such a small kitchen, blows me away. Yeah. Blows me away. Because the cheddar cheese soup, you're like, oh, it's cheese. And I, I overly simplified it. It's, I'm like, oh, it's cheese and bacon. Well, but it's not just cheese and bacon. It's cheese, it's bacon, it's moosehead beer. It's a number of different ingredients that all go into the soup. And they have to have all of that stuff in that little room. Right. How do you move? <laughs> I feel like I really got the most stuff here. You did. Because I, I just love Food & Wine Festival. I think about it when it's not going on. And I look forward to when it's coming back. Like your mistress. It, it really is. <laughs> Very expensive, expensive mistress. It's true. But it's cool because you get to eat things that I would never, ever, ever sit down to eat. Except for this. Active Eats had macaroni and cheese. Got it. Did you get it? Yep. What did you think of it? Is that the loaded mac and cheese? It is the loaded mac and cheese. Yeah, that was the first thing I got when we got there. The first booth we went to, and I thought it was amazing. I got it last year, too. It was delicious. Yeah. It's slowly becoming one thing I have to get every year. Yeah, it's got the little uh, scallions on top. and Scallions, bacon bacon. bits. It's got jalapenos in there. Oh, it's so good. It did have like a little bit of a spice to it, but not... Not much, but it did have a little bit for sure. So it wasn't too bad for you? No, not at all. That's good. That's something that I'm not a very good judge on because going back to Africa, the spicy Ethiopian red lentil stew. Mm -hmm. Spicy is in the name. When you say that, I have a certain expectation. And when I got it, it wasn't very spicy. Granted, I eat spicy foods all the time. Yeah. Almost daily. And so I have a certain level of expectation when someone says spicy versus some say you who says oh this is spicy like when i had the loaded macaroni and cheese and i got the jalapeno i was like oh that was cute i'm happy that was in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it tasted good to me yeah me i was like i need to get a glass of water so maybe that spicy ethiopian red lentil stew was very spicy and it just didn't hit me that way yeah but probably I don't remember but, it being spicy. You don't? No, and I don't like spicy food, really. I like some spicy food price. <laughs> Speaking of spicy, I we went to uh, Mexico, but it, the line, again, we mentioned was busy. 
So across the way is a tequila tavern. Been there. And at the tequila tavern, I had jalapeno margarita. And that was pretty awesome. That thing was fantastic. Just the spicy salt on the rim. Mm. Like typically when I get a margarita, I go with the sugar. But they put a spicy salt on the rim and then they hit it with some cucumber at the bottom. Right. And speaking about it, like just saying the words and the ingredients out loud, it sounds horrific. It does not (laughs) sound good at all. Like, oh, do you want a lime drink with tequila, cucumber, and jalapeno? Mm -hmm. No, not, not really at all. But when it all comes together, man, it is freaking good. It's when you get a good mixologist and they make you something really good. You put some weird stuff together and it comes out really delicious. I am genuinely jealous of mixologists because I wish I could do that. It's got to know what the people like. Micah, you said you didn't get a whole lot of food there, but you did say you got a lot of beers, right? I did. What beers did you get? Starting in Italy, I got the the Moretti Lager. It's probably like their like version of Bud. That's my guess. Or Bud Light. It's like their, gotcha. their standard classic if you ask for a beer. When we went to Italy, I asked for a beer. That's what I got. Oh, okay. So I think that's probably what they're known for mm-hmm. is that Moretti Lager. And it was good. It was very refreshing. Did it have like the day. same taste yeah, as it Bud? Yeah, it was. No, 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 no. Okay. Not as Bud. I would just, I would think of it more of like a, like a land shark. Okay. 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 It was on the lighter side. Right. But it was still a lager. But sounds good. Yeah, it was it was delicious. I liked it. We also went to the festival center and went to Craft Drafts and they had beer flights that you could get you could get four beers. They were like prefixed on what flight you got. You either got flight one or flight two. Mm -hmm. I don't remember which one I got, but I got um I went with this one because it had something called a Wafail. A waffle ale. Was that any good? It was. It was fine. I mean, it it did have like a little bit of a. You could. That sounded like it let you down. It did. Like when you see that, I was like, oh man, it's gonna take taste like a waffle. Sure. It did have like a little bit on like the aftertaste. You could taste how they could say that. Right. But it's not like you're you're eating a waffle, obviously. But I just wanted to try something different. Sure. Um, I got that one, and we got the chocolate milk stout. From Cape Canaveral. I'm not a big stout drinker. Was that any good, though? I thought it was delicious. Really? Yeah, like, really delicious. It was kind of like drinking, like, a like a chocolate milkshake. That's it crazy. It had, like, that... Um, so it was more thick. It, was, it had, like, that creamier... Gotcha, gotcha. So it wasn't, it. like... It wasn't the consistency of milk, where it's real no, no. fluid. Uh-uh. More of like on like the milkshake side, but it wasn't like thick like that, but it had like the creaminess of of that, if gotcha. that makes sense. Okay. Yummy. Hmm. What else did we get? We got the Monkey Fist IPA. It was a good IPA. It was, it was whatever. And then I did like the, the Honeydew Melon from J-Dubs Brewery from Sarasota. Man, J-Dubs was got the, some good beer. Yeah, they do. That was in the, uh, one of the flights as well. So nice. I don't remember... What all other drinks I got, but that was... That was your standouts? Yeah, that was like, for the most part, that was what we drank. Good stuff. It sounds like it. 
I'm very interested in that honeydew one. Yeah, it was it was different for sure. Jamie, was there anything else that you ate at uh the festival that you wanted to go with? That you wanted to talk about? Yeah, in um Morocco, I was looking at the different foods they had and nothing they had uh, there interested me aside from on the dessert side. Right. I'd never tried baklava before. What People did you say think? It's amazing. I'm sad to report I didn't like it. You're out of your mind. I know, and I love chocolate. So it's kind of sad. That chocolate baklava, it's got almond syrup on it. It is so, so good. I loved it because I got at Morocco the keftu pocket, and that was really good as well. Now, that was spicy, and that made me happy that I ate that. It did end up making me sick, though, because there was a lot of oil in it. So I was like, eh, this was good once. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to get this again. Now, Jamie, you're going up there in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So tell me, is there anything that you very much want to try? Um, I know one thing I mentioned to you earlier I want to try is um, at the cheese studio we talked about a little bit. Right. I have not got to visit there at all. I just keep getting attracted to the chocolate studio. Focus, woman. Focus. So I would like to just kind of hang out in that section a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I've never tried any of the Active Eats um, and um, just some of the other. I'm, I haven't drunk anything at all as far as the beers that Mike was talking about. So I wouldn't mind trying some of those. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Now, we spent some time at the Food and Wine Festival we didn't spend an overt amount of time because me and Jamie ended up getting there a little bit late on that Saturday and we ended up having to go back to our room to go and check in. My brother and my family wanted to check into their house as well. So we decided to cut out of Epcot a little bit early to make sure we got back and checked in, but we also wanted to get back by 6 o'clock to Polynesian to go to Trader Sam's. Now, Trader Sam's is something that I've never really talked about on the show, and I love that place. It's pretty awesome. Agreed. Yeah. What did you guys think? Because I know none of us, this was our first time there. We've all been there a couple times before. But does it ever lose anything for you like you're like ah i liked it the first time i went but you know what it's not as fun the second time not really no i agree Mm -hmm. i think because like you could go to any bar and you can order a mai tai and you're just not going to have any experience Mm -hmm. and you're probably going to pay 13 bucks like the same right you would at any bar but you could go to trader sam's and you could still have all the entertainment and still get a good mai tai and it's still 13 bucks like you might as well get the the experience and be around the atmosphere mm-hmm. the atmosphere is amazing and it's really small and it's i think it's the the best bar on disney property oh, i 100 percent agree and i like that it's it is expensive but it's it's honestly the drinks are amazing they're always the same as far as quality and the entertainment the, the waiters are fantastic they really are and if you've never been to Trader Sam's, I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm not going to spoil what they do or anything like that. 
And if you are planning on going to Trader Sam's, don't look up videos. You just go in there and experience it for what it is the first time. Because that's what I did. I had no idea what Trader Sam's was aside from the fact that, hey, it's a bar. And it is a bar, but it's so much more than that. (laughs) It was so much fun. The only complaint I have about that place is the fact that it is so tiny. It is very difficult to get in. Yeah, if it was, I think if it was like a big um, seating area or just like a big room, it would lose its intimacy and lose its a lot of its fun instead of, because you're very immersed in the whole atmosphere and you're very immersed in every, every time someone orders a drink, you're part of it. Right. Kind of. If it was a bigger place, yeah, you could probably get in a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. But you would lose the, not all the experience, but you would lose some of the experience, I think. I think that's fair because even when you're sitting in the back corner, you can still hear the bartender and not shouting, just raising his voice a little bit. Yeah. It probably so, only seats like 40 people, if that. Yeah. Because the max capacity is 57, okay. I think. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Like they have trick stools in there. It's a lot of, lot of fun. It's a good time. It really is. And you can go in there and honestly kill hours. Like when me and Micah went to Orlando for my bachelor party, we had a bunch of guys with us. We had 10 people. And we tried to get in there and they're like, oh, it's going to be two hours. So six of them left and me and three other guys stayed behind. We ended up getting like right in. We got in within 15 minutes. And then we were there for probably an hour and a half and just constant constant fun i love that place and the thing with like the wait time is like we just went last month and we had i think we put 14 people on our our wait list Holy to get in cow yeah and, and the dude was like okay it'll be about 45 minutes to an hour but it's kind of hard for them to give out a very accurate wait time sure. because it is they do say you're not guaranteed a seat it's just you can kind of come in and find a seat or you can stand or you can just just get out of the way as people leave say 10 people leave they can just say 10 more people can come in so you might not have 10 seats next to each other right so it's kind of hard for them to say okay it's going to be an hour these people are going to have one drink and they're going to leave they might have three drinks and then they stay for 30 minutes after that exactly so it's very hard to to say whether like how long it's going to be but it's definitely worth the wait i mean me and my friends have killed nights in bars just drinking we'd order food from pizza places or something and deliver it to the brewery and then just hang out play cards and have a good time Mm -hmm. so who knows how long people are going to sit for yeah (laughs) but if you can get in there go it's fun it's awesome and it's a great way to kind of start your night at ohana if you're going there or even end your night at ohana if you're going there because it's just below you you know? Yeah, we went to Trader Sam's. We were there for like an hour, hour and a half. And then we just walked right upstairs when we got the text and we went right into Ohana. Nice. It was perfect. Which favorite drink? Ooh, I, I really liked the, uh, I think it's called the Krakatoa Punch. It's good, right? Yeah, it's really good. And it comes in a fun glass. You get a nice uh, light up ice cube and then you can buy the fun glass at the end if you want. Mm, that's a cool glass. It is a cool glass. I own that glass and it makes me very happy. Same. Jamie, what's your favorite drink there? 
I will say the Oa Oa. Oa Oa place is so fun. That is a really good drink, and that's one of the drinks that comes for two people. Right. That that one in particular. Don't look up a video of that drink. Look up any of the other ones, but that one in particular, don't look up. Because you that one you need to experience. Personally, as far as taste goes, I love the Aoa. But I feel like the Nautilus is even better. It's got a really, really fruity flavor. And it just tastes good. I like that one too. But the first time I went there, I did ask them, hey, what is the strongest drink you have? And they said the strongest drink we have is the zombie. I got that last when we were there last time. Did you? What did you think? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> Me was too. And that's a fun entrance as well. Yeah. Because any of the drinks that come in a special cup also come with an entrance, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so much fun, guys. Go there. Go there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was fun. See you. Later. And that's the end. For this week, anyway. I wanted to thank you all for listening. You can find me on iTunes, YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, and SoundCloud. You can also find me on DigiFox Studios' new network, The Fox Playbox. Type in foxplaybox.com. You can find all the shows in our network. If you would be so kind as to like, favorite, and subscribe, again, I would greatly appreciate it. It does help me get up through the ranks so more people can find my show. And I feel like I do have a handle now on this new layout more than I have in the past couple weeks. But for the time being, I am going to refrain from doing any Disney duels. So we're not going to be doing that. And that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next Saturday, this is Bryce. And Chris. Saying, have a good night. And may all your endings be happy. (laughs) Well, you know the rest. (laughs) 